Test, test, test. Are we live? Test, test, test. So we are live, supposedly, right? So we're about to find out if we're live right now. It looks like we're live. Amazing. Test, test, test. Hi, y'all, chat. How's it going? Okay. It's looking good. So we got some stuff we're going to get into today. Um, some good topics. You definitely want to make sure you tell your people's peoples why you still got time before we start the intro and before we start the show. You still got time. Tell your people because we're going to get into some stuff today. Ooh. So um, make sure you tell them. Right. We're going to fellowship today. Um, with that being said, without further ado, let's go on with the show. Welcome to the Joel Friday TV podcast. I am Joel Friday. Bienvenido. Welcome to the show. It's another Tuesday. Let's get right into it. Topics to be covered. Last week, we had the guys in here. We had the guys on the show. We had Nick. We had James. We had Hassan and myself. And we talked about honesty and men and vulnerability and women and men being vulnerable and the whole thing, right? The whole thing, we got into it. We had some good calls that came in. And let me tell you, it got so crazy that we had to roll it over into Nick's show that followed up right after my show. And then Jesse Lee Peterson even called in. So it got spicy. Oh, it got spicy. So if you missed that, I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? With your life, right? You got to check that out. Check check the, the first part, part one out on my channel and from last week. And then check out part two on Nick's channel from last week, right? Because we got into some stuff, but it was all good. It was all good, all in the name of Jesus, right? But it got spicy. I ain't going to lie. But today, we are going to talk about it's time to say bye to the lie. Time to say bye to the lie. If you don't know what that means, we're going to get into it. Okay, we're really going to get into that and maybe some other things. We'll see how the show goes and we'll go from there. But first, before we do any of that stuff, can I get the screen? First, before we do any of that stuff, you know what you got to do. You know what you got to do. Hit that like button. Smack it. Lay the smack down on the like, subscribe, and uh, the like, subscribe, and share button. Tell your people's 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 about the show so we can get the subscribers up and the message out. You guys know the story, and you guys been doing it, so I appreciate you. But keep doing it. 
Let's keep getting the message out. Let's keep getting the subscribers up and let the algorithms do the thing. You know what I mean? Because we got to do something. So amazing. Make sure you do that. Also, it is a talk show, so you can call in at any point of the show. You can call in 888-775-3773. You can call in. Okay? Make sure you do that. Also, it is Tuesday, and it is 11 a.m., right? And you might be at work. You might have other things that you're doing. So if you cannot call in, but you have a question or comment, and you want to talk, or you just want to say something, or you just want to support, you can send a super chat via the YouTube chat. If you look in the YouTube chat, you'll see where you can super chat and send a comment or a question, or you just can support the show. Support your boy, right? You do have that option, okay? So make sure you do that if you can. Amazing. Amazing stuff that's going on. So, again, 888-775-3773, you can call in, and uh, we can fellowship. We can argue and all that good stuff in the name of Jesus. So I overheard um, James talking about TikTok, and um, I just heard a little snippet of what he said about how um, don't believe everything that's on TikTok, which is true. There's a lot of crazy stuff on TikTok, right? But there's a lot of good stuff on TikTok too, right? But there's... um. And James said, uh, don't believe everything you say on TikTok. And it just made me think, too, because, yeah, that's true, too. And I also think that there's a lot of, um, um, there's a lot of good on TikTok, too, right? And, I mean, on all platforms, everybody's trying to spread their message, right? Some good stuff, some bad stuff, some whatever, right? That's just on all platforms, but I was just thinking, it, like, sparked something that I had thought about the other day was, like, I have a siblings, and, um, you know, like, they're Gen Z. They're all 10 years, 10 years or more younger than me, right? And, um, you know, they're, they'll, they'll be on the, they, they grew up in the, the internet era, like, heavy, right? Heavy in the internet era. So they, they really know the internet. They know how to navigate. They know all these social media platforms. They know all this stuff. They get all their information from there. So every time I see them, um, I hang out with them or we catch up or whatever the case is, like, I'll talk to them and I see that they've learned something new, right? Or they discovered something new. And I'm like, interesting. So they're growing, which is good, but where are they getting the information from? Like, where are they getting this from? And my brother just started telling me, he's like, yeah, I learned this on TikTok. <laughs> I, learned, I learned this uh, on TikTok. I learned this. I learned that. I learned this. And I thought it was so interesting because I'm like, wow, like Gen Z or most people, not just Gen Z, but people in general, a lot of people today are getting their wisdom or their information or whatever they're getting from TikTok, from these social media platforms. And I realized that the church is no longer at the building. It's online. Church is Gen Z's church is TikTok. In all honesty. So then I realized, like, okay, then if, if that's where their church is, if that's where they're going to get their church, to get their message, to get their, their food, so to speak, right, then I got to get on TikTok. So I now have a TikTok. I've had it for a few weeks, but I have a TikTok, Joel Friday TV podcast. Go follow me on there and start, like, sending, sending all the videos to everybody, right? Because if they're going on TikTok, that's their church then we got to get the message on TikTok. 
right? We just got to adjust a little bit. Same message, but let's bring it to TikTok now because that's where everybody's going, right? So might as well. Might as well conform. So I'm on TikTok. Follow me, Joel Friday TV podcast. There's actually podcast at the end of the title, Joel Friday TV podcast on TikTok. Okay, make sure you do that. Amazing. So now that's out the way. Uh, today's topic, we're going to get into it. So um, I was just thinking, you know, and I'm just, you know, wondering and curiosity is just popping up about certain things. And um, I'm just wondering, like, wow, what makes us, like, what makes us act on things, right? What makes us, like, do? What drives us, right? And, you know, I just reflected on myself, just getting to know myself, know thyself, probably the most important thing you can do. That's how you know God. That's how you know everything. Know know thyself, right? And I was just looking... And I was just realizing, man, what drove me to do that? Like, even the negative things, right? Especially the negative things. Like, what drove me to think that way? Or what drove me to look at that or lust after that? Like, what drove me to do these things? Just thinking about that. And then, like, then I started to ask, well, like, okay, well, why? Why, 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 why? And the more you ask why, the more you start getting deeper and deeper and have a better understanding of, the root cause of these things, right? Uh, I think we need to ask why more, but I'm asking why, and I'm just, like, reflecting, and not everything comes right away, right? Sometimes you got to smoke on it, you got to sit on it, let it, like, marinate for a little while, and you just kind of revisit it, whatever, right? But that's what I've been doing lately, um, and just really trying to understand, like, what's driving certain actions that I take. So, this is what I came up with, right? This is just my opinion, and we're going to fellowship. I can be wrong. You guys can call in. You guys can disagree. You can type in the chat. You can send a super chat saying A, B, and C, right? And we can get into it, but I'm going to just tell you what, what I think I see and what I believe, right? Is that all the world's problems only exist, and this is, this is fact. All the world's problems only exist in the mind, right? They don't exist anywhere else. You can't grab them. You can't touch them. You feel them, but feelings also come from the mind, too. They come from the body, but they come from a, a belief that came first. So all problems only exist in the mind. When you don't think about your problems and you're in the present, problems don't exist. They don't matter. They're not even here, right? And Satan knows this. Satan is the ruler of your imagination, for one. Satan is the ruler of your imagination, but he's not the creator of it, right? Because imagination is not necessarily bad. You can use it. You can use it for things. Like we use it for daily life, things we do in our job, certain things, right? But so, so Satan didn't create the imagination, but he is the ruler of it because he knows how it works, right? He knows how to, how to work it. And problems come about and manifest themselves into reality only through two emotions. It's crazy. Only through two emotions do our problems manifest themselves that come from the mind is pleasure and pain. That's it. Those are the only two drivers, either pleasure or either pain. Okay? 
right? And I can be wrong, but that's just how I see it. Either pleasure or pain. Those are the drivers of the imagination. And those are the things that make you act and do certain things when you're not aware. Okay? This is what drives people. Pleasure or pain. And I'm going to explain why and what, what it actually is, right? But I'm going to give you a couple of examples of pleasure and pain that we use in our, in our daily life. Okay? A, an example of pleasure Seeing a pretty girl or an attractive girl or guy, right? Girl to guy, guy to girl. Attractive, pretty, sexy, right? Pleasure convinces you. And let me know if you guys experienced this. I have experienced this. So maybe I'm the only crazy one, but you guys can let me know if this has happened to you in your life. Pleasure, when you see a pretty girl and she's really pretty, she got it going on. She's right up your alley, what you're into, right? Pleasure convinces you that she's special, for one. She's different. There's something about her that's different than the rest, right? She's either, and these are just options, right? She's different. She's special. She's good in bed. She, she might be the one. We, we, we both are looking, so we both must be feeling this connection. We got a connection, right? Raise your hand if you've had at least one of those thoughts before. Right? Pleasure is what drove those, right? The thought came first, the pleasure came second, and now we're just, we're locked in. She's special. She's different. She might be good in bed. She might be the one. We both feel this connection between each other. And it goes for guy to girl, girl to guy, right? But we have no insight of if, if this is true, right? We have no insight about it. We just see what we like. We feel, and that feeling is all we need. It drives us to act. We think that that is the answer, right? So let me give another example. Wanting, like, a nice car, right? This is a good one. So follow along with me. Want a nice car. Ferrari. Let's just use Ferrari. I used to talk a lot of mess about Ferraris because I'm not really into sports cars like that. Um, and I used to be like, um, why do people, why, it's so overrated. And Lamborghinis too, I'm like, it's so overrated. Like, it's just, it's just not my thing until I drove it. Lord have mercy, that thing. Thing. That thing, thing. <laughs> Shout out to, to SoCalus, a.k.a. Jason. He, uh, he be saying that all the time, I be dying. But when I drove a Ferrari, and I drove a Lamborghini. Man, that thing is crazy. It makes you want one. It makes you want one. Like, for real. So, wanting a nice car, we'll use that. We'll use a Ferrari. And pleasure will convince you that if you get this car, when you get this car, let's use that. When you get this car, you made it. You're special. You're successful. All the girls will want you. And all the guys want to be you. That's what, that's what pleasure convinces you of, right? You want those things because of how they're going to make you feel, how you're going to look in them, what those come with, right? How it makes you feel. That's why we want them. Because other than that, it's just a car, right? It's just a car that gets you from A to B. Why does it matter if one's shaking when you drive and one's smooth? 
They're both a car getting you from A to B. Right? But it's it's what is attached to the car. Right? Which is why oftentimes we don't want to drive around the hoopty. Because what's attached to it? Embarrassment. You're broke. <laughs> you need help. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like it's all based off of, and I'm speaking this this I'm speaking about my life here too. Either it's all attached to like feelings and false ideas and the lie in the head, right? So that's two I'm two examples of pleasure. But now let's talk about pain. Man, I wish I had the picture I was supposed to bring today. I was supposed to bring a picture and I forgot to bring the picture. You black. So, yeah, Nick, if you can get, I mean, no, it's, uh, yeah, if you can uh, get a picture, just give me a picture of a a big stadium. So let's just say Madison Square Garden. If you can give me a picture of just a big stadium and it's showing a bunch of people in the stadium, like it, it like full, sold out show type thing, and then the stage itself. And if you could send that to Hassan while I explain it. I'm going to give you another example of pain, right? Another emotion. Oh, uh, Hassan, I don't know if you see the note. Could you pull, are you able to pull it up on, on your end? Just like a, a photo of a big venue, a big arena filled with people and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to explain the example of pain. Sorry, guys. Is pain is now, now pain... Pleasure is one emotion that sends you in one direction. And pain is another emotion that sends you in another uh, another um, direction. And they both look, they both seem like they're at odds. But they're both from Satan and they're both lies. And the crazy thing is Satan will set you up like this. In one ear, he'll say to you, well, this one's going to give you pleasure. Don't do that. And that Satan will also go in the other ear, making you think it's God saying, no, don't go with pleasure, go with pain, because pain is going to provide you more of this, this, this. Both from Satan. That's how he sets you up. He give you two answers and pretend one is God. So you lie. He's good at what he does, y'all. Satan is really good at what he does. That's why we really got to pay attention, and that's why we really got to ask why, and that's why we really got to know ourselves, because he's going to get you. It ain't a game. He's out to get you. So we got to get it together. Now, pain, perfect example, pain, right? So we got this photo that's up here. Let's imagine you're on stage. Let's imagine you, this, is, this is your concert. Okay, just imagine with me. Okay, let's put, put yourself in your shoes. Put yourself in your shoes. That made no sense. But let's just imagine, right? You're on this stage. This is your show. Imagine you walking up there and everybody doesn't know what to expect from you. And you go up there and tell everybody in that audience, you're a pedophile. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Right? We don't know what's going to happen, right? But imagine... They telling you, you have a sold out show and everybody is going to be there. Everybody and their mama, 
everybody that is important to you, everybody that you look up to, everybody and their mama is about to be at this show, right? And you have to go up there and tell everybody you're a pedophile. Could you imagine that? What would that be like? What would the thoughts be going through your head knowing that you have to go do that? Knowing that you got to go share your deepest, darkest secret. How are you going to feel, right? Pain is going to convince you that you will be hated. Pain is going to convince you that you will be judged, you will be rejected, you will be disgraced, and so on and so forth, right? You can go, you can come back to me. Pain, pain is going to convince you you're going to be hated, you're going to be judged, you're going to be rejected, you're going to be disgraced, you're going to be embarrassed. That's what pain does, right? So what do we do when we feel that pain? What do we do? We go the other way, right? So pain is actually set up to push you away. Isn't that crazy? So pleasure drives you to press into it so you can feel the satisfaction of it, the, the feel good, the high. But pain is designed, which is also another emotion, which is also another lie, is designed to push you away from things. Because of why? Why do we care? Why do we care if we're going to be judged, hated, rejected, or none of that stuff? Why do we care? Because we want to avoid the illusion of death. That's all what it comes down to. We want to avoid the illusion of death. We want to avoid death. We want to avoid death. We don't want to experience death. And judgment feels like death. Hatred feels like death. Rejection feels like death. So we want to avoid it. So guess what? We don't go into, quote unquote, pain like we go into pleasure. We don't go into it. We run away from it because it's designed by Satan to make you do that. Run away. They're both emotions that don't even exist. They're not even real. But they, they... they make you do exactly what he wants you to do. They set you up. So just imagine you're going on that stage to tell thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people that you're a pedophile. In our minds, we believe that that's so, and I'm not saying do this. I ain't saying go do this. <laughs> I'm not saying go go do it now, right? But in our minds, we're thinking like, there's no way. There's no way. That's insane. I can't do that. I'm not gonna do that. Why? Why? What are we afraid of? For for people to put our lives in danger because of their judgment. Yeah, that may happen. But why does what they do matter to us? And like I said, I'm not saying go do that. I'm just making a point here is that why do we care that much? Why is it so hard for us to go up on stage and tell a secret? 
Why is it so hard for us to go in a a one-on-one session or just talk to a friend? Or to, Why is it so hard to say a secret? Why? That's the question that we need to be asking. Why? Why, why, why? Because when we ask why, we get the answer. We're trying to protect. We don't want to be exposed. We don't want to be um, seen. We don't want to be rejected. Nobody wants to be rejected. But all of those really boil down to the illusion of death. So I'm going to say this. Aha. Pleasure is an imitation of love, and pain is an imitation of death. We do the things that bring us pleasure because we think, this is so true, y'all. We think that the pleasure is going to bring us love, is going to bring us satisfaction, is going to bring us completeness, is going to get rid of the conflict. But oftentimes, you know it, I know it. What happens when you go into pleasure? Does it ever bring you love? Ever? No. It brings you a temporary satisfaction. Yeah. But let's just say you have sex with someone random or not even random, but let's just say random. You just have sex. You just want to have sex, right? No big deal. You just want to go have sex, right? Life is rough. And you go have sex and you feel good. And we think in a moment of when we had that pleasure, right? And we do this. It's just, this is what happens. We think in that moment of pleasure that this momentary thing is going to solve the problems. In that moment, you feel good, right? But what comes with it? Oftentimes, not all the times, but oftentimes, there's an attachment. There's an emotional um, uh, uh, emotions added. There's jealousy. There's anger. There's hatred. And we can we can even talk about a relationship. Two people that are um, in a relationship. Oftentimes, those things happen. Attachments. Now, if when you're married and you're operating from a place of love, right? From a place of love. And it's there's love there. Then there's a separate, I believe, there's a separate type of um, reaction and connection that happens when you have sex, right? That's different than what I'm talking about here. But I'm talking about sex, Right? Ego, ego driven sex. For the sake of a agenda, right? When you're married and you're together and you're doing these things and you love each other, it's driven by different things. Right? But when you're ego driven by sex and you have it, what happens? The ties, the, the emotions. There's not one time. There's not one time. Anytime that I've 
been involved in those acts has it ever brought in anything good for me now i'm not saying go judge yourself and now just try not to do it right like you don't want to be trying to sit up here and like uh, you don't want to be stressful but i'm saying like not one time when i've done those things have they ever brought me any kind of fruit they've always taken from me always taken it's always taken from me and i'm thinking like what the heck why do we want these things so bad then why do we care about these things right well for one it's from the conflict within we just want to escape the conflict right but it's deeper than that too it's just that we just keep believing that these things are the answer and that's why i want to talk about let's say bye to the lie because um when we feel things it's so convincing right it's so convincing like yeah this is it like it feels true it feels right and because we feel it so strongly and then the thoughts add to that feeling and then we just act but i think that what we really need to do is start to be aware of it for one first just be aware of it right Because it has to change. It's going to change on its own. God will change it. Give it to God. He'll change it. But be aware of it first. That we're caught up in the feelings, right? But then also know that if you feel anything, it's a lie. If you have, if any feelings are involved, any feelings, any feelings, it's a lie. God doesn't operate in feelings. God doesn't give you feelings. That's not from God. God gives you insight. God gives you vision. God gives you sight. God is absent of all feelings. And I know that might be hard for some of y'all to hear. Because we love feelings so much and we don't want to let go of feelings. But only because those people who don't want to let go, they haven't experienced God's light, God's insight enough to realize, like, I don't want that. God has absence of feelings. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we act on, not from feelings, in God, from the Spirit. We act on what we see. Not, we act on what we see to do, not what we feel to do. Right? So we act on in the light. This is how you know you're in God's light. This is how you know that you're walking the path God God has you on, right? Is that you do things off of what you see to do, not what you feel to do, right? When you see that girl walking down the street, fine, and you're feeling stuff, and you act on that. That's not God. I'm not saying that it's wrong to go do it, but I'm just saying that the um, intent didn't come from a pure place. It came from sex, sexual. It came from lust, pleasure, right? Pleasure was the driver. But oftentimes, when it's of God, you just see to do it. There's no feeling attached to it. And the great thing about not having a feeling attached to it is you could take it or leave it. Isn't that great? 
if there's no feeling attached, there's no stickiness, then you can take it or leave it. So if you see a girl and the opportunity arises and you, let's say you see a moment to speak up, right, or speak to somebody or whatever, then you're not worried about rejection. You're not worried about getting the prize because you could take or leave the prize because your agenda, what your intent wasn't to, to get it for the reasons you want it. It was just because you see an opportunity. And if it doesn't go your way, you're okay. You're fine. Because your intent wasn't to possess it. I want pleasure. I want, I want, I want. This is just a setup. So, um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get to a call, and then I'm gonna finish that. I'm practically done, but I'm gonna finish that little part of what I'm saying there. But I'm gonna get to some calls. Um, again, call in eight 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 seven seven five three seven seven three, and let me know your thoughts. What do you guys think? Right? Let me let me know some of your stories, things that you've been through, that either make sense of what I'm saying or you disagree. Right? We can talk about it. You can call in 888-775-3773. Let me go to Steve out of New Jersey. First time caller, Steve. Uh, you're you're live on the air. Welcome to the show. Yeah, what's up, Joel? How's it going, Steve? All's well, man. Your show's awesome, by the way. I really do. Uh, I appreciate watching on Tuesdays. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So I was listening to what you're talking about. Yeah. And and trying to sum it up. Yeah. Are you saying that basically you can live in awareness in the moment, going through any vice, sex, drugs, you know, relationships, anything? So are you saying that if you're aware and you're relying on that light of God in the moment that you're doing something, like that's more, that's the better approach than going to the pleasure of it or the pain of, oh, I don't want to do it. So you try to like run from it. Yeah, because when you're going into it, when you're going into the pleasure, um, you're believing a lie. But when you don't go into it, you recognize that it's it's just a feeling. It's a lie. Then you'll go through it. You'll endure through it, and then you'll you'll realize it was actually a lie. You'll realize that it wasn't true because the 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 feeling will pass, and then you'll realize that wow, what was I even thinking? Like for example, with the car or w- with the girl. I'll use the girl because people relate better with relationships. I'll use the girl is that. Say you seen that girl, she was fine, beautiful, everything, body was just hitting, right? You get her, and you're like, wow, this is it. This is the one, you know, she's nice, I met her, we had a good conversation, right? Then guess what happens when those feelings pass? Then you realize you got to deal with this person. What does her past come with? How was she raised? Does she disagree with you? Does she still want the same things you want? What are you going to do when she goes off on you in public, right? How are you going to handle all these things come up that we don't think about, but we're just so worried about the pleasure in the moment. But there's more that comes to a person, if that makes sense. No, so I know exactly what you're talking about. So I called because I wanted to share something um, that helped me out in a situation. So it was, I think I'm going on four years now. The last girl I ever dated, I was with her for a while, and same thing, idolized her, put her on the pedestal, and, you know, had all these thoughts. And, like, all, all this, these ideas of who I thought she was, 
And I'm like, wow, she's this. Like, I just valued myself in so many aspects of my life just so that I could, you know, meet, you know, match these expectations I had in my mind of her, but they never came to it. But eventually when I left the relationship, I relied, like, in the last couple of months of just being heavily aware of what I was doing. This is even before I met, you know, got involved with, not I got involved, but I I heard Jesse and did the whole silent prayer for years. But I was being aware of everything, like, talking to her, going to get dinner, you know, hooking up with her, all these things. And in that awareness, what I saw was the deeper thing of I was separating from it. So, yeah, I still had that thing inside of me that was driving me to do those acts, but I was so heavily aware of yeah. it in those times that that's what actually separated me from it. Yeah. Not the I got to take the action and say no, because it would have just drawn me back anyway because I did that multiple times. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the sense of like, uh, say no, what do you mean? You've done what multiple times? Explain that a little bit more. So trying to run, so trying to run away from it because sometimes oh, yeah. you can say no to something like no, I'm done, yeah. but you still have the thoughts and the emotions. And yeah. next, you know, two days Good later, point. you're back. Good point. Good point. Yeah, that that makes that's such a great point, Steve. That that what you said right there is such a key point because then now people will hear the message and think like, okay, let me run away. Because it's more so about the awareness. So say if you do it, say if you do do it or you don't do it, right? Either way, the point is to be aware. The awareness is what separates us from it, not the act. So let's just say you get caught up in a moment and then you end up having sex. You get caught up in a moment and end up being this or that, right? It's the awareness of it. And saying no and avoiding it is still not going to change things. What it changes things is your awareness, you have to lose the appetite by becoming aware and learning more. And when you learn more, that's when you lose the appetite and you won't have to avoid, say no, run away. You know what I mean? So you're uh, right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, Steve. So let me can I ask you one more question then. Yeah, so, no problem. So a lot of guys, when they become Christians, they put, in my opinion, they put an unhealthy, and I did this at one point too, a very unhealthy emphasis on celibacy because it kind of seems like you like to yeah. talk about women and sex a lot in your yeah. show. So I'm, <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think you might you might get this one <laughs> um so i've noticed that like a lot of guys when they when they wake up and they're doing this that they're always like oh i slipped up and i had sex or i did the other thing and this and that and i've realized like yeah. even having the idea that you have to complete or or be perfect in this one virtue is an idea and an expectation that's a lie too, because you have no idea how deep the actual vice runs inside of you. Yeah. So for some people, it could be as simple as, "Oh, I saw it, I'm done." Exactly. Other people, it could take decades. You know what I mean? A hundred percent, Steve. Steve is saying something, y'all. I hope you guys listen. A hundred percent, because it's not about that. And like you said, it may run deeper or whatever the case is, but. It's not about saying what you're not going to do. It's not about saying, like, oh, I'm going to stop doing this. I am going to do this. It's about letting yourself be in the moment, letting yourself live. Because if you tell yourself what you're not going to do and you're so focused on avoiding it, you're not genuinely growing into that. You're just doing it because you believe that's what you should do. And then you're going to fall back anyway. Allow the moment to come and just say, don't say, I'm not going to have sex. And I used to do this. Trust me, y'all, I used to do this. Don't say, I'm not going to have sex until marriage. I'm not going to do this and this until marriage or whatever, right? Don't say that. Just say, we'll see what happens in the moment. And if it happens, you don't judge yourself. And then that's it. That's it. 
And right. you'll grow into overcoming it. You'll grow into that once you realize that it's not a big deal, for one. We overreact to these things, for one. We're not going to hell if they happen. You know what I mean? Like, let the moment dictate what's going to happen and just learn from that. Right. You know, my last point is, you know, Jesse said it many, many months ago on one of his, his, um, his church services that the greatest evil is going unconscious. You know, yeah. so it's not the vice or the act itself, because, again, in your heart, if you want to overcome it, God knows that. And yeah. Again, it, yeah. how, however deep it runs or like whatever, you know, you have to go through or face in order to overcome that. That's just like one of the minor things. But yeah. being conscious and knowing that you're in the present and you know that's not you, like that's yeah. much more important. And trying to, yeah. I when I talk to Christians and I they kind of try to see where they're at to see where they are if they get that, they don't understand that. And yeah. I see my, an old version of myself when I talk to them about. It, I'm like, I don't want to Jesse thump. I don't want to Bible thump. I want to yeah. understand and say, wow, you know, it really is all about awareness. Like that, you can't come to those conclusions unless you're aware of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's a a hundred percent, Steve. And it's a beautiful thing because we actually don't have to do so much work. We don't have to put so much effort in that Christians think that we need to do. We got to do this, do this and do that. When it's burning, you're spinning your wheels. When all we have to do is just be aware. That's it. Just be aware. And then it'll change. And that takes no work, no effort, no nothing. Sit back and enjoy life. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. Great insights, great points. And um, call me again, man. I definitely enjoy talking. Awesome, man. Good show. I love it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Steve is 100%. Man, Steve said it exactly the point. He said exactly, he said it. 100%. Letting the moment, and that's what's so crazy is that you realize more and more over time when you're truly seeking that you don't have to do much. All you, And this is why when you find that, you won't, you will have natural energy. You won't need to do all these things to get energy because the reason why you don't have energy is because you're chasing the mind, you're chasing the thoughts, you're chasing this, you're putting effort in. You're doing, we're doing all these unnecessary things that Satan has set up in our minds to do in order to appear holy or be holy when all we have to do is be aware. And guess what? When you're just aware, you're not spinning your wheels, you're not stressing. You're not having fear. You're not overthinking. You're not doing all these things. And you have more energy. Your energy's not being drained. And you realize you won't need to drink this and drink that or do all these different things for energy, right? It's just awareness. It's set up so simple, but it's not taught in a simple way. So we miss it and we do all these things trying to prove ourselves worthy. No, you're not unworthy for having sex. You're not unworthy. You're just as much as worthy as not having sex than having sex and being aware. You never left the path when you had sex if you stayed aware, right? And if you're aware, you know you're aware that sex is not the answer. So you're not going out there and just doing it for fun, right? And you may here and there, right? But it's the awareness. It's the awareness. And we think we're off track. We think we're not worthy. We think we're sinners. 
because we fall into our vices. Right? These things are not who we are, for one. These things that we just pick up from our, our problems. That's why we shouldn't feel anything about them. If we got to go on stage and say, I'm this, I'm that, we shouldn't be ashamed of it because these are things that happened on our way of growing up that um, influenced us in a negative way. We didn't purposely set out to want to do these things. So why are we so ashamed of them? You know what I mean? And we're really just afraid of people. We're afraid of people. At the end of the day, we're afraid of people. And it's afraid of death, which is controlled by Satan. That's that's the, the root of it, right? We're, we're afraid of Satan. We're afraid of the intimidation that he gives, how loud he is. And he, like, presents death, right? Which death is life. Don't we see it on the cross? When Jesus died, he... he Rose, death is not negative, but we are afraid of death, right? And we're afraid of people. So we don't want to be honest because people are, um, people can be harsh. People can be evil. But that's insecurity. And I got it. But let's admit it. Let's admit it. Say it. Be honest. Be honest with yourself at all times and be honest with God at all times within. But speak up outwardly when you see opportunity. Not whenever, just whenever for the sake of, because that makes no sense. That makes no sense. But I'm saying just say it. We, as human beings, are insecure sometimes. It's all an illusion. It's all a lie. Nobody's insecure. Nobody's um, uh, a sinner. Nobody, everybody's um, perfect inside, right, when we're aware and we're in the moment. So these things don't exist in the first place. But let's just admit that we still believe in the thoughts sometimes because you got to admit that and not pretend that you don't. Right? So we got to say bye to the lie by recognizing that it's a lie. So I'll say this last little part and then I'm going to take another call is that might help you remember on your daily, like, on your day-to-day, right? Just remember this. If you see it, greet it. If you feel it, kill it. Just remember that. If you see it, if you see to do it, if you see you have insight about it, if you can see clear, if you see it, greet it. Go to it. And you'll actually just naturally do it. But if you feel it, kill it. It's not of God. It's not of you. It's of the not you. It's of Satan. And it's a setup.
endure through it. And if you can't endure through it and you happen to do it, don't judge it. Stay aware. And nothing changes. Right? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that great news? That's great news. That should make you feel better because let's get free, y'all. Let's get free. Because once you get free, everybody else will watch you free, and then they'll want to be free, and they'll get free. And then one at a time, one at a time, the world change. Jesus said, you will do greater things than me. You will do greater things than me. Greater things. He said, greater, better, better things than he did. He said, you'll do greater things, even greater So know yourself, know thyself, question yourself. Let me take some more calls. I hope that makes sense. Let me go to, uh, Ty, first time caller out of, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Ty, welcome to the show. You're on the air. What's up, Joel? How you doing? What's going on, man? Pretty good. I'm doing all right. So I do agree with you about, you know, feelings and you being afraid of people. That's all it really is. Yeah. Um, people are afraid to show their weakness. People are afraid to get judged by other people. So I agree with you on that. But I do have a question about, yeah. so for an example, I'm going through this situation, trying to find a new job and stuff. And, you know, I, I got a, a an idea or a plan of what I want to do. And I try to ask other people, for advice, but I notice when I do ask them for advice, they put their fears and their anger and stuff yeah. on me, and it, you know, and they'll try to make you question if you're doing the right thing or not. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? Oh man, that's a great question. I think that um, when you learn to recognize um, the truth within the source, your gut, the spirit, which is really the spirit, right? When you learn to recognize that voice then um, people's advice and opinions um, don't matter. And I think that the reason why we listen to, to answer your question, I think the reason why we even listen to other people's opinions in the first place is because we're, we're unsure, right? And there's nothing wrong with right. listening to people's opinions. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. But um, ask God, look within and say, you know, hey, God, like, what, what, lead me and guide me in this situation. What should I do? So that when he when he reveals it, you know that you know that you know, and you won't be jumping in based off other people's opinions. So I don't know if that answers your question. Was that was that kind of? No, that's a perfect answer because that's what I was thinking the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I don't mind taking other people's opinion because sometimes it you know sometimes it can be helpful. Exactly. But I've just exactly. I've just noticed you know recently you know I, I I think I'll hear God you know telling me to do something, then I'll hear somebody else, and then you kind of feel more comfortable trying to go with someone else's opinion yeah. rather than trusting yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's such a good it point. It is crazy. That's such a good point. And the best thing to do is trust yourself and, and see if it's right or wrong. See, because it doesn't matter if you make a quote unquote wrong decision. Oh, well, you just learn from it. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, cause I don't have a problem with, you know what I mean? Making a wrong decision. Exactly. So, that is amazing. Yeah. Um, man. <laughs> so one, one more thing I would ask you: What do you yeah. think about about what's wrong with the blacks? Do you agree with Jesse? Oh man, I don't hear you talk about the blacks that much. Yeah, I, and, and uh, I do have 
uh, a few things sometimes here and there when it when it makes sense with the message I'll talk about it. But I agree with a lot of what Jesse says about because it's just it's just true. I think that um, there's a problem in the black community that needs to be addressed when it comes to honesty and yeah. um, accountability. That's one. That's probably the biggest one. Accountability is that. Yes, all people have problems. All people go through things, and no one's better than the next. But where the problems come in is when we blame for one, yeah, and we don't yeah. take accountability for two, and we don't look at ourselves. And I think that in the black community, heavily, heavily, <laughs> they tend to do that. They tend to not just be honest. They tend not to look at the other side. They just tend to blame, jump to conclusions, and act out impulsively yeah. Um, instead of, like, really being aware and trying to understand what's going on. So not all black people, but I do believe in the black community, they, they do have that bad, and it's and it's doing it's doing damage. It's causing a lot of problems. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of and things it, I agree. It, and it's unfortunate, you know, because when you talk to, you know, other people, you know, like if white people do something wrong, they will have to take accountability for that. They're themselves are blamed or you know something about how they were raised and brought up yeah but yeah. when the blacks happen it's, it's always blamed but i appreciate you doing well man thanks yeah, for answering my yeah question. man Thank, thanks for calling ty uh good stuff call me again man appreciate it uh yeah see ya all right man bye yeah um i want to get to some more calls oh shoot okay guys uh Justin, you got 30 seconds. Bradley, uh, you got 30 seconds. And everybody else, I can't get to the get to you right now. But, Justin, give me 30 seconds and make your point really quick because um, I got to end the show here. Just, oh, sorry, sorry. Justin out of Fullerton, yeah, California. Hi. What's up, man? Uh, hi, yeah, thanks for getting me on, Joel. Uh, uh, happy Men's uh, History Month. I wanted to actually yeah. uh, discuss briefly in this 25 seconds. Yeah. People uh, who put themselves in circumstances – where they allow the circumstance to dictate the outcome, the situation that hand could have been prevented if they realize the devil prowls around like a roaring lion yeah. uh, seeking to devour. So we should be always alert, and we should always uh, be above approach so we can get ourselves out of that situation. A hundred percent, Justin. A hundred percent. I appreciate that. Um, you got 10 seconds. Was, was that all you wanted to say? I appreciate that. I, I'm going to comment on that right now, too. Well, you know what? Um, yeah, politics aside, I think your show is very, you know, uh, you know, spiritual and based, and I think um, you're, you're definitely a good example for, for Men's History Month, and I just wanted to bring that deeper insight, you know, to challenge your your point. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I totally agree. I appreciate that, Justin. Call me again a little bit earlier, if possible, next time, and then we'll we'll talk more. All right. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, um, stay alert. He said it right there. Stay alert. Be alert, be aware, and then you'll avoid a lot more problems than you think. Uh, Bradley, really quick, Bradley, first-time caller out of Illinois. Bradley, 30 seconds. Go. Hello, everybody. Just wanted to say uh, all the people in the chat that are saying that not to judge your thoughts is a bad thing. I believe that to be a bunch of baloney. I uh to Joel um, probably like five episodes ago. He brought up that not to judge your thoughts as being evil right. is a good idea. Um, so I decided not to judge my thoughts as good or bad and just to see them. Yeah, It turned out pretty good for me. I'm not in jail anymore. That's right. With, thought, um, with the good thoughts, 
uh, I don't really give a crap. Right on. <laughs> so it's all about just being present. Yeah. And not letting anyone or yourself tell you anything. Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, Bradley. I, no, I appreciate it, Bradley. I have to end the show, but thank you for that. A great point, and and I'm glad you made it brief. I appreciate that. Call me yeah, again. Absolutely. Bye, bye, everybody. All right, man. Bye. Amazing. So I got to end the show, but man, so many good calls, so many great points. You just gotta, yeah. Don't judge it. Don't have an opinion about it, because soon as you have an opinion about it, you start to feel it, and now you're biased, right? If you don't even judge your thoughts. You can let them flow free in and out, right? And then there's no attachment to it. And that's the best way to live, right? I'm working on it. We're all working on it. Let's just keep working and being aware. Amazing. Follow me on across all platforms where I'm going to be posting more content. I've been posting more content. So make sure you share the content that gets posted so we can get the algorithms doing this thing and all that good stuff. Joel Friday TV. I post a lot on my Instagram and my YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe and follow me there. The Gifted of Dance as well. We've been posting more content. We got stuff going, but I need your help to share it. Share it, share it, share it, and tell your people's peoples about it, right? So we can get the message out and the subscribers up. You know how it is. You know what we got to do. But I got to go. The American Anchor Baby is coming in for his amazing show. So stay tuned. Make sure you click over to his YouTube channel so you can watch his stuff and subscribe to all the uh, the, the people across the board on the, on the Jesse Lee Peterson Network. We got some stuff coming. Amazing. Appreciate y'all. Until next time. Bye. I don't do 